Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. My name is Chris Villanueva. I'm your host. So excited for this episode because it's another Just Ask Chris, where I try to break down and answer a question in under 10 minutes. Think I can do it this time? We'll see. So the question we're going to ask that's commonly asked by job seekers is, what experience should I remove from my resume? Such a good question at its foundation because it's a tough one to answer. And that's because all of you realize that your resumes should be as short as possible. But I think a lot of you guys get bogged down on what should be cut out and what should be included, especially as you gain more and more experience. So what I'm going to do in this breakdown is share with you what is going to be relevant and what stuff you should start looking as your low-hanging fruit to cut out. Basically, the resume is a marketing piece versus this all-encompassing document. Are you ready? That's what I thought. So let's launch into our 38th episode of What Experience Should I Remove from My Resume? All right, so gonna break this down in three different sections here. The first section I'm gonna talk about is relevance, this idea of what's gonna be relevant. So golden rule number one on deciding what experience should you remove from your resume, the job postings, the job postings, the job postings. It sounds like this incredible amount of homework. Oh, I got to go out and look at a bunch of job postings and see what's relevant. No, trust me, this is gonna save you a lot of time and effort because what you're going to start to do is see what's going to be relevant in terms of your skill set, what's going to be relevant for experience. Are these positions you're applying for requiring leadership? Well, you'll know if you looked at the job postings. So case in point, um, this is going to be the first thing that you should do. And for a lot of you, I know you are applying for more than one type of position. And so this is where I might get a little bit more organized in terms of the places you're applying for. So count on your hand how many types of positions you're applying for, categorize them to buckets. And with those buckets, what you'll do is write certain types of job postings under each bucket. So let's say, for instance, you're applying for a sales director position and you're also applying for a sales representative position. So those are two clearly defined buckets with uniquely different job postings. And what you want to do is come up with a list on that first bucket for positions you're applying for and the associated keywords you think are going to be relevant. And on that second bucket, you're going to have for sales director positions, what's going to be relevant as well. Incredibly important. This is the whole concept of being targeted, which I hammer home over and over and over again in my content. You know, I've said it time and time again, the best way to get jobs, the way that's going to save you a lot of time is by being targeted and not shooting out this one size fits all document. doesn't work guys. You got to get targeted. All right, thing number two on what experience to remove from your resume. So what should you cut out? Well, I'll tell you the first place I start to look at are those older experiences that you've had in the past. I'm not going to be one of those resume writers that say, hey, cut out everything that you've done past 10 years ago. You know, I think that's a blanket answer and I I think that's just inaccurate because let's say you've had a job that lasted more than 10 years. What are you going to do? Cut that whole experience out? Or let's say, for instance, the experience you did have 10 years ago is incredibly relevant for the places you're applying for, maybe even more relevant than your most recent position. 
So guys, you just got to look at what is the most relevant stuff. What are the bullet points in your resume that are the most relevant and the most impressive for the places you're applying for? How do you know about the places you're applying for? Like I said, you just did your research. You categorized your job postings into buckets and you know exactly what these companies are looking for. Guys, it's okay to have one, two bullet points under a job posting or sorry, under a company name that was way in your past. That's okay. You can cut these things out. You're not going to be missing out on a lot of value, especially if your most recent experience is going to help you the most in your job search. It's okay. And take this also with a grain of salt and look at your situation in particular, but it's okay to remove bullet points completely under a company name. <gasps> Gasp. Isn't that crazy? No, seriously, guys, if, you're, if your position was so long ago and those bullet points are not as relevant, it's okay to remove your bullet points altogether and just share that timeline. Just make sure in other sections of your resume, you have a lot of relevant content that's going to pique the interest of recruiters. So the way this might look in a resume with somebody who has 10 years of experience, let's say they worked for three different companies and their most recent company um, is it pretty much exactly what they want to apply for? They just want out of that company because that company sucks. Um, so the thing that I would focus on the most in that resume and draw the most bullet points is that most recent experience. And if those two job positions prior are not as relevant, that's where I would look to those bullet points to see what I can cut out. It is important to cut stuff out that's irrelevant because the more things that you have in your resume that are irrelevant the more likely that important stuff that was really relevant accomplishments are going to be forgotten or completely missed by recruiters. So they're detractors. Don't let any bullet points in your resume be detractors. That's really important. Okay. The third point I want to make on what to cut from your resume, and this is a major opportunity of, for improvement for all of you guys. I'm telling you, it's cutting out that fluff, cutting out that fluff. Seriously, why should you cut out fluff? Once again, it goes with the same concept of it's going to detract away from your most impressive accomplishments and your most relevant job descriptions. I'm going to venture to say right now, okay, where should you look first in terms of fluff? The first thing, and I will venture to say that the majority of you guys are doing this incorrectly how do I know? Because we've received thousands of resumes and we've seen it all. We've looked at tons of them and we know exactly what you guys are submitting to other companies. It's that summary at the top. Like the summary. I'm not saying to cut out the summary. In fact, I think the summary is one of the best opportunities to be targeted. But the majority of summaries suck. Like I'm telling you, a lot of them, and this is why, a lot of them are very generic like I have read the same job description summary um, over and over and over again. I feel like I'm reading the same professional's resume. So it's like ambitious or self-starting professional with five years of experience in uh, people management. It's like I've read that same exact statement over and over again. Um, you're just a business professional like everyone else in the world. And people management, it's great, but let's get a little bit more specific than that. What industry are you in? What is your key thing that you bring to the table? What I like to tell people in the summary, and this helps a lot of people out, is the more stuff you can quantify in the summary or uh, make more specific, the better. 
And that opportunity in the resume is so incredibly important because a lot of the times it's the first thing that recruiters and hiring decision makers are going to read just because it does have that valuable real estate at the very top of your resume. All right, we'll post an article on how to write a good summary at the bottom of the description here because I think that's a whole other podcast episode. Not going to delve too much into that. The other thing that you can do to make sure that you have fluff omitted from your resume, that you get that fluff out of there, is favor accomplishments over generic job descriptions. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there have put a lot of time and effort into coming up and crafting job descriptions. Who knows? Maybe you copy and pasted it from your human resources website and just put it on your resume. Um, Guys, the more specificity, the better. Can't hammer that home enough. So when I'm writing a resume, I like to, and once again, grain of salt, look at your situation. But what I try to do as much as possible is do the majority of your sections, the majority of your work experiences are accomplishments and results oriented bullet points. So maybe 60% will have those accomplishments and maybe 40% will be descriptions. And even the descriptions that I am including in the resumes when I'm writing these professionally, I tried to quantify as much as possible because you really want to make sure you're showing context to these employers. So let's take an example. Say you are an administrative assistant. I think it's pretty obvious what most administrative assistants out there are doing. In fact, I think if you're applying for administrative assistant position, it's just going to be incredibly redundant and kind of a waste of space just to copy and paste what an administrative assistant does. I think people know, but talk about the specifics about your organization. And for instance, how many people you served on a daily basis, how many lives you impacted, how fast paced was the environment? And don't just say fast paced, you know, maybe talk about how many, I don't know how many emails you had to process every single day and how many people you had to connect with. All of these things, if they're impressive, are the things that can really grab recruiters' attention when they're reading your resume. So, point being, the fluff you want to cut out is the most generic crap. I'm telling you, it's okay to cut stuff out. It's going to be hard at first. You're going to be like, oh no, I'm killing my resume. I'm killing my work experience. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. I'm telling you. The more stuff you have that's, I would say, value-driven, the more valuable you're going to come across because you really want to make sure you're not drowning your resume in a bunch of crap. There are those people who are incredibly worried that they will miss out on good opportunities by cutting stuff from their resume. And I totally understand why you'd have that concern because you're like me. You want to make sure you communicate everything across the board But to those people, I would say relax because there is an opportunity for you to showcase all the experiences you've had because with your resume, you want to be as short as possible, right? But with LinkedIn, there's a lot more tolerance and a lot more opportunity to include more information. And that's just because of the design layout of LinkedIn. It makes it completely okay to include a lot of a lot of information because you can expand each section and skip and it's just really well designed, you know, as an interface. So what I recommend for all of you job seekers out there who are afraid of cutting out experience is, hey, maybe save that experience in your LinkedIn profile and get your resume as the most targeted 
value-oriented, impactful um, document possible and include a URL to your LinkedIn profile at the very top of your resume and say something like, you know, for more information, uh, please visit me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, in fact, I actually write that in the I actually write that in the footer a lot of the times. So the LinkedIn can be this all-encompassing document that has your work experiences from the 1990s. I don't know. But your resume, that's your really high-impact, targeted document that's going to grab people's attention and pique people's interest. Hope this makes a lot of sense to you guys and hope it gets the, the wheels turning, so to speak, on what you should start cutting out from your resume. I'm telling you, there's probably say at least 20% of the stuff on your resume you can probably cut out. And that's just statistically from looking at a lot of resumes. Um, some of you may be closer to like the 70% region. Um, but once again, that's a case-by-case basis. So cool. Hope you found this to be incredibly useful and valuable for you. A similar episode to look at would be how long should my resume be? That's just ask Chris number nine and has a very similar has a lot of good stuff to just to kind of get you to think about what you should include, what you should not include. So this concludes the 38th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. I hope you found this to be incredibly useful and I will catch you guys next week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.